You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. It's everyone's worst nightmare, fire. And the USA has the second highest fire death rate in the industrialized world. So what can you do to prevent house fires? Well, to keep your family safe, read Fight Fires at Home with these tips. When you hit moneypit.com, just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Call us right now with your home improvement questions. Call us with your do-it-yourself dilemmas. What are you thinking about tackling in your house this year? Do you want to paint a room? Do you want to do some new carpet? Do you want to install a kitchen, install a bathroom? Maybe you want to build a bar. Whatever project you've got on your mind, let's talk about it. Call us right now. We will help you get it done quickly, more efficiently, and make sure it comes out just right. I have to say every single day, not a moment goes by, even if I'm really happy with how a room in my house looks, that I don't think about what I want to change. Yep. I know, me too. It's horrible. It's an illness. I'll look at a room. It looks fantastic. And my husband will see that look on my face. He's like, it's fine. We're not painting. We're not doing anything. I've had a lot of friends over the years that have, that have done a lot of work on their homes. And when it gets just right, it's just perfect. They sell it That's, uh, <laughs> and buy another one. Because so you need a whole new set of projects. <laughs> well, regardless of whether or not you're an occasional renovator or a serial renovator, <laughs> you can call us right now. And we'll help you through it. one money pip Well, if one of your projects is painting, you might be struggling over paint color for your walls, you know, trying to figure out what color is going to be the perfect color. I mean, what is the right shade of white? Exactly. (laughs) But don't just struggle over color. You might want to think about the finish as well. And there are more and more options of finishes available. Exactly. I mean, you can have high gloss. You can have high gloss is great because it's easy to clean. You could have low gloss. You could have flat. You could have eggshell, all kinds of finishes in between. And the finish you choose has a big impact on how that actual room is going to look when it's all done. Yeah, and I've got a question for you today. Uh-huh. When is it a good idea to have a hole in your roof? Hmm. It's like a knock-knock note, but it's not uh, a joke. <laughs> I don't think it's ever a good idea to have a hole in your roof. It's actually a good idea when that hole is filled in with a skylight. It was oh, a trick course. question. Ha-ha. Well, we're <laughs> going to give you some tips on installing a skylight, including how to keep the elements out, which is what you want to do. That is the challenge, because I can't tell you in all the years I spent as a home inspector how many times I found leaking skylights. So we'll talk about that later in the hour. And we've got a great guest coming up. You know, now is the time to buy that computer or flat screen TV you've been 
been thinking about if you want to take advantage of those post-holiday sales. But Consumer Reports says there's one thing you don't have to buy into, and that is an extended warranty. We're going to talk to an expert from Consumer Reports about an investigative report that they did that talks about why buying those warranties might not be such a wise idea. And we're giving away a great prize this hour. It's a pack of locks from Masterlock. It's worth $115, but could be yours for free. So make sure you call us right now with your question. one 888 Leslie, who's first? Mike in Tennessee, how can we help you in your money pit? Well, I had a question in regards to uh, refinishing a manufactured hardwood floor. Uh, I'm not sure you can do it, but I thought if anyone knew if you could or couldn't, you guys would help me out. Now, when you're saying manufactured, is it a solid hardwood, or are we talking about an engineered or laminate? Well, I believe it's engineered. It's not laminate. It's engineered. It's, uh, I think, three-eighths inch, maybe a little bit thicker on top of uh, plywood, and you could either nail it or glue it down. It was here when we bought the home, and I think the floor is probably maybe 13, 14 years old. It's in pretty good shape, but uh, there's a few little scuff marks on it. And before I get started, I thought I'd uh, give you a call and you could help me out. Well, unfortunately, um, Mike, it's been my experience that you cannot refinish a a 13- to 14-year-old pre-finished floor. Those floors were done in a very short period of time before they had aluminum oxide finishes. And they probably, it probably also has, uh, does it have like sort of a V-groove as part of the tongue and groove where part of it's recessed? Uh, geez, I haven't even gotten, I haven't even gotten down below the surface. I've just, uh... Because even if you sand it, you can't always get into all the nooks and crannies. Um, and so I found that when you try to refinish those early pre-finished hardwood floors, that they don't refinish very well, and they end up the uh, the new finish ends up delaminating off the old finish. If you want to give it a shot, what I would tell you to do is to try this in a closet area. You would lightly sand that surface, and I and I mean lightly, like with say um, 220 grit sandpaper, and then try to use an oil-based polyurethane and see how it holds up. But it's been my experience; it's very hard to get. uh, an out-of-the-can finish to stick to an older pre-finished floor. Sounds like that I've got some uh, heavy work to do, like ripping and tearing and replacing. (laughs) Well, you know, you're going to get the benefit of a much better quality floor today because the finishes are so much better. Yeah, but maybe we can just address some of the simple scuff marks. Are they deep, gougy scratches, or are we seeing, like, you know, a black heel mark? Uh, No, no black heel mark. There's a few little scratches here and there. You know, pet comes in, turns the corner pretty quick, and there you go. Is the pet scratching right through to the raw wood? Uh, it's scratching through the finish and uh, down into the wood. It's not really deep. My initial thought was uh, uh, using some uh, uh, steel wool, perhaps, to uh, scuff some of that out and then refinish it. But uh, unless I can find some maybe water, would you think water-based, self-leveling stuff would work? No, not definitely not water-based on the floor. It just doesn't stand up to the abrasion. You need oil-based. Okay. But Tom's got a great trick for some scratches that are not terribly deep, but maybe more cosmetic, where you take those wax crayons that are made to fill, you know, any ding or damage on a finished piece of wood, furniture, or flooring. And, you know, Tom, what do you do? You heat it up? Yeah, I usually take like a a Bic lighter and heat the end of the, uh, it's like a freezer pencil. And you heat the end of it so it gets a bit soft, and then you can sort of press the wax into the damaged area. And then if you rub it really fast with your hand, it kind of like melts right in there, and it really fills the area in, the area in very nicely. Now, unfortunately, they're doing that on a floor. If it's a big open area, that wax is soft. There's going to be nothing you can do to change that. But if it's just a small, like a dent, you might be able to fill it up, and it will stand up okay. Okay, real good. I, I, I appreciate that. Tommy in Texas, what's going on at your money pit? Um... I have, uh, I'm, I'm a builder for uh, a corporate builder in Corpus Christi, 
And uh, I have a homeowner who is complaining of a musty, awkward smell. Uh, I guess a smell similar to smell you get in your garage. You know, okay. Not, not, not a conditioned air. Uh-huh. In the bedroom that's directly behind the wall uh, next to a garage. All right. Now, I have... I have recognized the smell. I've, I've smelled the smell myself. I can't identify it. Um, the steps I've taken to try and identify it is, well, one, I've had the air conditioner ductwork checked to see if there's any leaks, any air coming in from the attic. Um, I've checked um, all, I've checked the insulation, all the walls, make sure there's, you know, no, no breach anywhere possible. It's just it's confusing the heck out of me. And you have good return air flow in that particular room, Tommy? So you're getting supply and return air to that room? Um, well, see, that's, it, it's, that's a factor that, that may be causing a problem because we don't have a return air uh, grill in the room. The only way, of course, you can get true return air um, is if the door is open. I mean, this is the kind of system where if the door is cracked, it will shut closed. Right, you have a central return, yeah. Uh, if she leaves the door open, does the problem go away? Um, well, yes, but you've got the airflow really combining with the rest of the house, and that the smell she's record, you know, she's smelling is really just in that one room. And she's got nothing in the room that could be contributing to this. Um, well, it's it's a baby room. I'm thinking maybe there's a human element involved. Where... Yeah, I'm kind of thinking the same thing because this isn't making any sense to me. Yeah, I you know I commend you for trying to be a good guy here and, and figure this out. But if this room is not constructed any different than the other rooms, and assuming we don't have like a dead rodent behind the wall... Yeah, but that smell would go away over time. Yeah, I can't think of anything that you can do short of what you've already completed. Well, the, the only difference in this room uh, compared to any other room in the house is, of course, this room is next to the... It's the only room where there's living space next to the garage itself outside of the utility room where your washer and dryer would be. Now, we have, we have all of our plumbing... That's actually in the slab. Is there any chance that there's an opening in the vent pipe for the waste system? That's what I'm thinking, but I've I've done everything I can to to eliminate that. You know, put spray expanded spray foam again, and I've, I've had the insulation checked with my insulation company to make sure you know that that there's no insulation breaks. How old is this house, Tom? Twelve months. Well, it would be unusual for a problem to uh, for a mold problem to take root in that short a period of time. The, the only other thing that you can do here, Tommy, if you want to eliminate the possibility of a, of a of a sewer vent pipe being broken or or misinstalled in some way, is to open up the wall, perhaps from the garage size, and take a look at that. Um, but short of that, I think you've met your responsibility, and I can't think of anything else to tell you to do. Yeah, I think so. I'm just I'm just thinking the doors staying closed, and you've got a baby yeah. diaper that's just yeah. kind of building up smell over time. Well, you know that's going to be the last thing they'll admit too. The only other thing that you could maybe think about doing is adding an additional return vent, and that'll help circulate some of that air and 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 maybe quiet them down. But that's about it. Tommy, thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Hey, out there in Money Pit Land, do you need some ideas to get those resolutions rolling? Well, now you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Well, picking the perfect paint color for your walls is a choice between beauty and maintenance. Learn where that balance point is right after this. 888-MONEYPIT. The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper-faced drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides and no paper on the surface 
means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash universal home. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash universal home. When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer, Thermatru Doors. Thermatru pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, Thermatru Doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents Thermatru's premium collection. Fiber Classic is Thermatru's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which Thermatru entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit Thermatru.com. AARP is proud to sponsor the Money Pit. Visit www.aarp.org slash universal home to learn more about making your home more functional and comfortable for years to come. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. All right, so you're on the problem of paint. And when you're trying to pick out the perfect pink color, that's already a whole host of problems. But what about the finish? There are so many options. And who knew that there's a difference between matte and flat now? My gosh, I always thought they were the same thing. Yeah, me too. Yeah, not anymore. There's a lot of different choices out there. And so here's some info that's going to help you decide which finish is right for you. So gloss enamels... They're going to provide a durable finish, but because they're glossy, it's going to highlight any imperfections that you've got on the wall. So if there's a ding in the drywall, if you're seeing a seam where the two pieces meet, you're going to notice that immediately. And especially with plaster, if there's some texture on there, you're going to notice that. So if that's the situation, stay away from a gloss. For best results, you might want to try using a semi-gloss paint on the trim because you can easily clean it. You can even go with the satin on trim work because you'll still be able to wipe it clean. And use a flat or matte paint on walls. I know mats are more scrubbable. So that's really the big difference between the matte and the flat. Now, is matte the same as eggshell? No, eggshell is different. Eggshell is the one above the matte. The matte and the flat are sort of in the same category, except the matte tends to have a little bit more durability to it, making it scrubbable. That's the big difference. And you want to make sure whoever your paint provider is, 
talk to them because each manufacturer is going to have a different set of finishes. They're not going to go across the board and what they're going to call their scrubbable one might be different. Bear is an excellent manufacturer of paint. They're available at the Home Depot, so it's readily available. They've got a lot of good colors. You can even see how that color is going to look on the wall and mix and match it with a different color situation for trim work or accent all on a computer that they're going to have in the store. And the price is right and it's very durable. And remember that painting is mostly labor and it's a labor of love. So if you buy a good paint, it's going to mean less work and a longer lasting paint job. So longer between having to do it again. one 888 Pit 888-666-3974. Call us right now if you have a painting question or some other project question. One caller who gets on the air this hour is going to win a prize pack from Masterlock worth 115 bucks. It includes the Nightwatch Deadbolt. Nightwatch fits all doors, replaces any brand of Deadbolt, and can be installed in 15 minutes. And it's cool because if somebody has a key to your house and you have a Nightwatch Deadbolt, they cannot get in. One eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? Dorian, Virginia's spruce and upper bathroom. How can we help? We have the previous owners in our home tried to seal up our shower by using that clear silicone caulking. When you say seal up your shower, do you mean where the tub and the tile meets? Do you mean all over the walls? It's a stand-up shower, so it's the tray and the sliding door. Okay. When we had our home inspection done, it was leaking in that area, so they just piled on some of that clear caulking. And it stopped the leak, so the shower doesn't leak, but... It wasn't sealed up enough to prevent moisture getting in there and mold and mildew growing. Oh, it looks awful too, doesn't it? Because what happens is it gets under the silicone, right? Ooh, it and looks you get gross. you get like this like this uh, greenhouse effect where the stuff grows and it gets really really gross. So all yeah, you need to do here is to strip that <laughs> it's out. Gross. Yeah, strip that silicone out. How do I do that? Um, well, you can you can cut it out very carefully with a utility knife. Okay. There's also a product out there called Caulk Be Gone. It's essentially it's like a it's like a stripper for caulk. It softens the caulk. Okay. Uh, all the caulk manufacturers have different types of caulk softeners, and that's another option that will soften the caulk and allow you to scrape it out. When it comes time to replace it, what you want to do is use a product that has microband, and I think it's DAP. Well, also you want to make sure you spray some bleach and water onto this whole area to saturate it to clean it to make sure that you're killing that that mildew growth in there and then really let it dry well before you go ahead and recaulk everything and then you can use a uh, dap which has a, a, an additive in it called microban which is an antimicrobial additive that's specifically designed to not grow mold because boy does it grow fast around it the does. bathtub and the, and the shower it really does and that's what you need to do okay that sounds simple enough we've had some people look at it and they just haven't wanted to deal with it yeah how with the cock be gone, how difficult is it to get out? Uh, it's a lot easier than doing it when it's not softened, but it's still a bit of a job. It's okay. not terribly hard. But it's I not mean, terrible. Yeah, okay. you can do it. All right. That Listen, it's, it's your it's your mold, Dory. You know, so live with it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I want it gone. All right, Dory. Thanks so much for calling us. Thank at you. Eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. You grow it. You got to get rid of it yourself. That's the deal. <laughs> On our way to Michigan to talk to Anna. What's going on at your house? Um, I was wondering, uh, I had a question about mold, um, and I basically don't know anything about it. And I basically am looking at a condo that I'm thinking about purchasing, and the condo has a furnace in the furnace closet. It's not in the house like other um, places that I've seen. I don't know... Uh, it's sort of it's like a furnace and an air conditioning unit together, okay. and um, I'm not really sure. Basically, once the 
closet door is closed, there's really not a lot of ventilation in there. I don't really know if that could potentially be a problem for... Well, I'd be willing to bet, Annie, that, that in that furnace closet, you'll probably have more ventilation than you expect because as tight as those the duct system is, there's probably going to be a lot of air that's leaking out it. I wouldn't necessarily be concerned about that causing a mold issue. What I would tell you, if you're moving into a, a new condo, one that's unfamiliar to you, or if you're thinking about buying it, you absolutely positively must get a professional home inspection done before you get so far into the contract that you can't back out of it. To do that, I would recommend that you go to the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors, and that's at ASHI, A-S-H-I, dot O-R-G. And this is an independent professional society that tests and certifies their members. You can put in your zip code. You'll get a list of uh, guys that are available in your area, and then you can call from there and find somebody that, that would work well for this inspection. And it's so important because it validates the asking price of that unit, that place that you're looking for, whether it's a condo or a home, because there might be things going on in that situation that they're not disclosing to you. And if it is true that something like that's going on, this home inspector is going to find it because he's there working for you and he's looking out for you. And if there are issues, things that need to be worked on, you can then use that to negotiate the price. So bring Bring them in before you even get to that point, but know that that's the place you want to know more about. And Anna, if you're concerned about mold or anything else, make sure that you make a list of those concerns and bring them up to the home inspector. Uh, some may inspect for mold, others uh, or some may not, but uh, regardless, it's important for you to make that list early up front so that they know what you expect and you can get more of your questions answered that way. Anna, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Listening in on KBZZ, we've got Bob in Nevada. What can we do for you today? The question I have for you um, has to do with the shelf life of diesel fuel. Okay. Um, we have a, uh, a diesel generator here, and uh, sometimes it runs a lot like it did last week because of a very cold and windy storm we had. It went on for about four hours at night. Uh, but sometimes it'll sit uh, quietly. The generator will just sit quietly for months on end, and... Uh, um, I'm wondering about what the shelf life of the diesel fuel is inside there and whether or not uh, I can extend it using uh, fuel additives like stabilizers. Well, diesel fuel, number two fuel oil, um, very similar if not identical to the fuel oil that's used for, for heating systems, um, has an, an extended shelf life compared to gasoline. Gasoline can start going bad in as little as 30 days. If you don't put any additives in it. But diesel fuel can actually last quite a bit longer. How often are you refueling this uh, generator? Um, well, just as necessary, really. Is it a couple of times a year or, or what? Oh, yeah, probably two to three times a year, yeah. I think for the most part the diesel fuel will be fine. Um, most of the material that we read on it says 12 to 24 months. Really? Yeah, and if you add a fuel stabilizer, mm -hmm. you know, even more. It's the same fuel that's used to heat your house. It's it's the same type of heating fuel. It's just uh, it's taxed differently, and that's why um, it, it's diesel fuel versus number two fuel oil. But it's it's essentially the same chemical compound, uh, and and it can last quite a long time. Because think about it: when you have oil tanks in the ground and 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 also above ground oil tanks for heating your house, you know that fuel can go in there and last the entire season. Makes sense to me. Thank you very much for your help. I enjoy the show and your newsletter very much. Thanks very oh, much thanks. for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. When you buy a big ticket item you've been eyeing, like that plasma TV or maybe a new computer, you're no doubt going to get socked with that offer for an extended warranty. You may be tempted to buy into it, but Consumer Reports says you don't have to. Find out why when we talk to the magazine's senior editor next. You live in a money pit. 
This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to this hour of the Money Pit. I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, post-holiday sales are a great way to save big bucks on big-ticket items. And if you're thinking about treating yourself to that flat-screen plasma TV that you've been eyeing, or perhaps that new computer that you need for your home office, now might be a good time to shop. But one thing that you do not have to buy into is the extended warranty that you are no doubt going to be offered on any of these big-ticket purchases you might make. The folks at Consumer Reports are taking the message to the public in a big way. The only thing an extended warranty helps is the retailer's bottom line. Not surprising. Well, joining us to talk about extended warranties and the dangers that lie within is Todd Marks from Consumer Reports. Welcome, Todd. Hi, how are you today? Great, Todd. I can tell you, anytime I've bought an air conditioner, a TV, a computer, sure enough, that salesperson is trying to tack on that several hundred dollar extended warranty. Why do I feel like such a sucker and why do I feel like I need to buy it? Well, they, it's because they play on your fears, the fears of not knowing, of uncertainty, of living with everyday products that are just a, uh, a, hair, a hairpin turn away from ruin. And because a lot of products, and you mentioned large screen TVs, because they embody new technology, a lot of time people are overly fearful and especially worried that something's going to go wrong. So it naturally, again, plays on people's fears. But the reality is, as we know from surveying tens of thousands of Consumer Reports readers over the years, that most of the time extended warranties really don't pay because you're really gambling, and it's a long-shot bet, a sucker's bet. You're betting against the house. You're betting that you're going to lose. Absolutely, because you're betting that a couple of things are all going to happen at at the perfectly right time, that the moons are all going to be in alignment. (laughs) And what's going to happen is, one, that the product's going to break, that two, it's going to break, and it's going to break precisely at the time that the manufacturer's warranty has expired, but precisely during the time when the extended warranty is in place. That's a rather narrow window. And three, you're betting that the cost of the warranty is going to exceed the cost of the repair. And our facts from collecting, again, years of data show that most of the time when product does break, that uh, on those rare occasions that it breaks within that time period, that the cost of the repair is generally no more than the cost of the warranty. So it really doesn't make sense to spend that extra cash because the repair could be far less. But the thing to think about is, are the companies making more money on the product or more money on the extended warranty? Well, in many instances, they're making more money on the sale of the warranty because they're selling pieces of paper. Pieces of paper with a profit margin that can be as high as 50%. No products in this day and age, or I should say few products, uh, in this day and age, really yield those kind of profits. Uh, being in retail business today is a dog-eat-dog profession, and it's a tough way to make a living. So these folks have to come up with new ways to, to, to make it worth their while to keep themselves afloat. But are there any times when you should sort of sign up to this extended warranty on any sort of products or type of products? I don't want to make it sound like we're adamantly opposed because we try to let our, our positions be dictated by the information we get from our readers. Remember this, it all depends on your tolerance for risk. (laughs) Are you a gambling man, Todd? Exactly. It's a lot about the peace of mind. People that worry incessantly all the time about things breaking and having big repair bills, 
might be uh, might be better off buying one of these things once in a blue moon for a really high high ticket product. Uh, but we believe that you'd be better off taking the money you would have spent for the warranty and putting it into, shall we call it, a rainy day repair fund, assuming even you want to get it repaired, because we've learned that a lot of people don't even want to bother to get things fixed. The declining price of technology makes products a lot more affordable than they were just a few years ago. That's another reason why people don't want to get things fixed all the time. Well, if you do decide to pick up the extended warranty, say it makes sense, maybe it's for a computer program or a computer situation where you get longer service or longer technical support, what are some of the questions you should be asking to make sure you're not getting taken? Like, how do you know they're going to come and pick it up? Right. You know, that, that, that's a really good point, because if you're going to get an extended warranty uh, and you want the peace of mind that it embodies, make sure that it offers a few things. First of all, Never pay more than 20% of the product's replacement cost for the cost of the warranty. That's simply excessive. Two, make sure that the warranty covers things like in-home servicing for large items or in-home pickup so you don't have to bring that big whatever to the uh, freight depot. Also, you know, find out if you can get a loaner model if, in fact, yours is going to be laid up in the shop for a long time. And fourth, find out if there's a lemon law attached. A lot of companies say, you know what, when we sell extended warranties, we're not just selling a warranty. We're going above and beyond what the manufacturer is offering to give you that peace of mind and to make a product more value-added. Well, good to know, Todd. Thank you so much. As always, the folks at Consumer Reports looking out for everyone's best interests. If you're looking for more information on extended warranties and just about anything that's going to protect you, go to ConsumerReports.org. Up next, what can you add to your home that can make it seem roomier, save you money, and might actually help strengthen your bones and your teeth? We will shed some light on the answer to that question after this. Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry. I can't talk. And don't forget about static shock. It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now, doesn't that feel better? (sighs) April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb at a Classic Craft fiberglass entryway from Thermatrue. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a Classic Craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. 
RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash universal home. AOL's new real estate site has answers for just about everything a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Um, well, I feel a little strange talking to a website, but I do have a question about wooden siding. I live near a wooded area, and sometimes... Aluminum pie pans. I beg your pardon? Aluminum pie pans. Hang them from your eaves. Scares the bejeevers out of them woodpeckers. Wow, that's what I was thinking. Okay, I have a 60s-style bungalow, and every once in a while... Four-inch retro-style moisture-proof tile in your bath. Lose that wet dog smell. That was weird. Okay, concrete driveway and... Vapor permeable sealer. Makes spills yesterday. Pink paint. Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatru.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Okay, so before the break, we posed this question. So what can you add to your home that's going to help make it seem more spacious, save you money, and possibly help strengthen your bones and teeth? Now, the bones and the teeth one really throws you (laughs) off on this. (laughs) It's totally out of left field. There's a lot of answers to the other part of that question. (laughs) Yeah, well, the answer is a skylight. Ding, ding. A skylight can actually open up a room because it's exposing it to natural light. It's going to make small spaces seem larger, and it's really going to create energy-efficient possibilities that might even help lower your utility bills. Who doesn't like that? Plus, some studies are showing that people who are exposed to more sunlight aha, might boost their vitamin D, which is known to strengthen teeth and bones. Uh, but there is a big risk, a big headache, if your skylight is not installed right. You can end up with some very costly water damage, like I was saying earlier in the program, I used to find leaking skylights all the time in the years I spent inspecting homes as a professional home inspector. You know, when you build a skylight, just like any other roof detail, like a valley, a rake, an edge of a chimney, a ridge, a dormer wall, you need to take some precautions to make sure that that water does not get through. There is a product out there by Grace that is really the first of its kind. It's specially designed for areas like this. It's a waterproofing roof detail. It's called roof detail membrane, and it's basically just that. It's a flexible membrane that conforms tightly to the roof details. It's a little extra protection that can go a long way to keeping the difficult areas like around skylights 
definitely leak-free. If you want more information on roof detail membrane, you can go to Grace's website. It's graceathome.com. They've got a whole family there of weather barriers that can help in those difficult spots like around skylights. And while we're on the topic of skylights, did you know that it's easier to add a skylight than it is to install a window? And if you're just a little bit handy, you can actually do this project yourself. In our next e-newsletter, we're going to give you some tips to get started, including how to stay safe while you're up on your roof. It's called Skylight Installation 101, and it's in our next e-newsletter. If you're not a subscriber of the Money Pit newsletter, where have you been? You can sign up right now at moneypit.com. It's free, and it's going to come into your inbox every Friday, so you don't even have to go outside in your jammies to get it. Something else that's free this hour, our prize. One caller could win a set of locks from Masterlock worth $115, including the Nightwatch deadbolt. It's the only deadbolt designed to keep burglars from getting inside, even if they have your key. So call us right now if you want a shot at winning. You must be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question. 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? Patrick in Pennsylvania, you're on the line. What can we do for you? Yeah, um, I've got a storage room in our basement. Okay. And it is constantly getting extremely humid, and there's no ventilation system. So we've been running a dehumidifier all summer long, and it costs a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if there was an alternative to the dehumidifier. Well, there's things that you can do to reduce the below-grade humidity. Now, dehumidifier is a good idea, but are you doing anything outside to address the source of the moisture? For example, have you looked at your gutter system? Because if they're blocked... Or if the water coming down... Or if down they're the, non-existent. They're non-existent. Or if the downspouts are not extended away from the, the home, say, four to six feet, you could be dumping a lot of the roof water very close to the foundation where it easily saturates through and then evaporates into that below-grade space. Another thing to look at is the grading. Make sure that the soil around the house is sloping away from the foundation wall. You want it to drop off about six inches over every four feet. If you have... Um, uh, any less of a slope than that, then again, the water is going to collect at the foundation perimeter and it's going to saturate through the walls. If there's enough water, it will actually leak and potentially flood that area. But if there's just a little bit of water, it gets the concrete wet and the concrete is very hydroscopic. So the water just draws right through it and evaporates into the air and that contributes to the humidity in there. So those are a couple of things that you could do that won't cost you much at all once you get them straightened out. Yeah, it, it's graded on the uh, side of the house that the room's on. But what about that gutter system? Is it extended out away from the house four to six feet? I don't believe it is. Because sometimes, and in most cases, those downspouts are just right next to the foundation. Even with those splash blocks, you're getting all the water right there. Well, take a look at the discharge of the downspouts because you've got to keep those away from the house. They will hug the wall and saturate that entire area. Now, beyond that, you said there's no ventilation, so I should take it that there's no heating system down there whatsoever? There's no ducting at all? Not into that room. Okay. And is there an adjacent room that there is? Is it possible that you could have, a, uh, for example, a louvered door to let some of that air mix and dry out? Uh, we could do that. Well, I think if you don't seal it off completely and you let, it, uh, you let that damp air mix with the conditioned air, that you will find that it dries out as well. So there are three things that you can do that won't cost a whole lot of money that will make that a lot drier. Patrick, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Talking Foundation with Don in Michigan. What can we do for you? I have a question about putting in a foundation on an existing house that's on a slab. It originally was built as a pole barn, but the the posts over the years have been rotting off, so I basically have no foundation. And I'm wondering how to go about the proper way to to trench around it and put in a foundation. Well, because you have to support those poles. Because the slab that you have right now, it sounds to me like that's just the floor. It's not supporting the poles. Is that correct? 
That is correct. A, a good share of the poles are, are rotted right off. And what you're going to have to do is build temporary walls to hold up the structure while you construct uh, a traditional footing and block wall or, or a monolithic pour of a slab to get it up to the point where it's underneath that pole area and then do whatever repairs you need to get them to rest down on top of that because the part that's below grade is already rotted off. So you're essentially going to have to create a temporary structure to support the roof and the rest of the building while you're working on the bearing wall. It's the same kind of repair you do if you're working on any bearing wall, either outside or inside of a house. You have to build a temporary structure to support it while you're doing the dirty work of building that new foundation. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, Don. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Up next, are woodpeckers making a meal out of your house? Do they love your sodding? Do they love your trim? Are they knock-knock, knocking and keeping you awake? We're going to teach you how to get rid of them once and for all in a safe and humane way. That's coming up after this. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So have you heard a question on the show, and perhaps you said to yourself, that is exactly what I wanted to know. Would you like to hear the answer again? If you miss something on this program, you can always go on to moneypit.com and play it again. All of our shows are available online. You can even listen on your desktop, or you can read and even search the transcripts for all the programs. So if you heard a little piece of information and you're driving around, you can't jot it down, you don't want to forget it, simply go to moneypit.com. And print and it out when it you get home. Print it out, read it, pass it around to your friends, and show them how smart you are. And you can use a highlighter. They're very excellent to point <laughs> out things you just want to find later. All right, let's get into our email bag so those folks who don't want to call in get their fair chance to hear their questions answered. And this one comes from hmm, Tom in New Jersey. Ah, hmm. but it's not me. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, every <laughs> spring, my Cedar Shake Home comes under attack by woodpeckers. Any suggestions? Uh, yes, Tom, there are some ways to control woodpeckers. Um, first of all, remember that woodpeckers are looking for insects. So certainly if you have any insect problems in your house, you need to attend to those. But and clearly they must know that there's something tasty inside that cedar they, shake. They could, but they just might be confused as well. Because, you know, they're banging their heads all day. They're, they're like, that's get, the biggest tree I've ever seen. <laughs> they're apt to get a bit confused now and again. But here's a, a little trick of the trade. Aluminum pie pans, the kind that you buy that are sort of disposable and, and, and the ones that you can throw away. The really attach those to the areas around your house. Hang them, if you can, from soffits so they kind of blow in the wind and they will scare the bejeebers out oh, of those Oh, your neighbors are going to love that. <laughs> well, you don't have to make it a permanent thing, but until the woodpeckers go away, they see the reflection in those things and it totally freaks them out and they'll stay they away from Because they think it's a competitive house. woodpecker, right? Another thing is um, plastic sheeting, like strips of like, uh, say if you take like a big black hefty bag and you cut it into strips, like three inch wide strips, so it's almost like plastic bag confetti. You can tack that around the area too and as that blows in the wind, that also kind of scares them away and they'll send them over to your neighbor's house to knock, knock, knock. Hmm. So a couple of things that you can do that don't cost much money and will definitely take care of that woodpecker problem. All right, next one from Joshua in Rhode Island. 
I have a high rate on reading in my basement. Seven Pika Curies. I found a paint product on the internet made for cement floors that exclusively is for radon protection. Have you ever used this and what do you think? Well, I don't think a paint product is going to control your radon problem. What you need is called a sub-slab ventilation system. Simply sealing is only part of the entire mitigation process. You need a ventilation system as well and that needs to be installed only by a radon mitigation pro. And four Pika Curies is the limit, so get this fixed fast, Joshua. Well, small kitchens might be cozy, but you can actually open them up without spending a whole lot of money. Learn a professional's trick of the trade for creating a bigger space in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. All right, folks, well, we talked about it earlier. For small kitchens, adding a skylight is going to open up that room and make it much more light and airy and visually expand that space for you. Or you can even think about removing the soffits above the cabinets, which is also going to give you the effect of a larger kitchen. You can also think about extending the cabinets to the ceiling to make that room look more elongated and make that ceiling look even higher. Lastly, why not consider light-colored cabinets, open shelving, even glass-fronted doors to give depth to the room and cook up a whole new look for your tiny and small, lovely kitchen. Good idea. Small kitchens don't have to be stuffy. They can really be opened up, and it doesn't have to cost a whole lot of money. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. You know, most of you listening right now are probably in the process of constantly updating and changing your home, which is why, of course, the show is so aptly named The Money Pit. But imagine what it was like to live in a home in the 17 or even 1800s with no indoor plumbing, no sanitation, or not even pest control. In the next edition of this program, we're going to interview an expert that not only imagined it, he wrote a book about it. We're going to learn about some of the techniques that they used to build homes back then and how some of those still might apply today. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.